Hey, listen, welcome to the Hey Listen Games cast. This is episode 34, where we are here to host and uh, just kind of inform the audience um, that the Wii U is soon to be departing from the land of all console gamers around the world, and so we're going to send it off with the world's first Wii U memorial service. So uh, with me here today, I have uh, patron Nathan Wagner. My heart is ripped into five pieces, and but also, only five because there's only five games on it. Uh, also, okay, we're going to be very positive. This is a memorial service. <laughs> okay. we, we honor the recently deceased uh, with, with kind words. And also speaking today, of course, will be Rob Douglas. Ding dong, the witch is dead, the witch is dead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was unnecessary. So, sorry for these two buffoons here, ladies and gentlemen. But, uh, we, we're going to have a very nice and uh, touching service for you guys here today. Um, but before we jump into um, our main service and segment for today's show, um, we, had, we had some news we want to talk to you. Um, I actually got an NES uh, Mini last week, or the NES Classic. We finally found one. Me, me and my wife have been looking nonstop for the last, uh, you know, ever since the release to find one. And, like, we know how to find things. Nintendo products are not in stock. Like, we were part you of the Amiibo craze. Like 60 Amiibo Yeah, we were part like of the that, Amiibo craze. So. We found so many, you know, of those back when they were so hard to find. And, like, we haven't been able to find one until this last week. We were able to get one through GameStop online. And, uh, but anyways, it's we, we've been having a lot of fun with it. Nintendo finally announced that uh, the classics have sold... 1.5 million so far. And uh, they have, again, apologized for the shortages. Uh, but in my opinion, I think those shortages were totally on purpose by Nintendo. And Actually, not, did you hear what they were? They're, they're not... No, the shortages are going to keep going on. They, they don't want people to buy this instead of the Switch. Like, I don't know. But what, no, do, what the, do you think, Rob? The Nintendo guy actually said that one of the biggest causes of the shortage was because the some of the parts that they were using are... They didn't manufacture enough of them, and so they kind of like underestimated the supply and demand. And you know, they're trying to get it up, but the company—they're like getting all the pieces shipped from so many different places that's taking too long. Yeah, At least that's what I saw. So gullible. <laughs> it, it takes sounds... like ten dollars, if that, I bet, to build that that little system. Like, there, there's no reason they sh- they couldn't have mass produced it. And they knew what the demand was because yeah. they announced it a couple months before it came out, and they knew people were going to go crazy for this. And everyone wanted to pre-order it, and no one had pre-orders. Yeah, yeah. Nintendo pre-order didn't stuff. accept pre-orders yeah. for it. They could have sold double this. They could have sold easily sold three million. Yeah. But... Oh yeah, no, instantaneously. And like it's it stinks. Like I told, uh, I, was, I told some of my students about it, and they were, they were like, oh that sounds so cool, and. One of my students is like, oh, like, yeah, I talked talk to one of my parents, and you know, we're, we're gonna, we got $60 saved up, and we're going to go to GameStop this weekend and buy it. I'm just like, how do I tell them that? How do I'm not going to find it at GameStop? Like, yeah, we've been searching for four months. We finally found one. Like, you're not going to be able to get it. Yeah. And so like, just the fact that people can't go and just buy it on a whim, because it's, you know, it's $60, people would, is still still baffling. But anyways, uh, congrats to Nintendo. You sold $1.5 million. Um, hopefully, you'll... They'll actually make a lot more and, uh, you know, sell 5 million by the end of the they've year. Been, they've been popping up a lot more recently. So. Yeah, I think they're actually starting to figure out. If but it is a manufacturing thing, they're starting to figure it out. Yeah. yeah if I mean, not, it's It was the same with Amiibo, been... right? Amiibo, eventually, you know, they were yeah. more easy to find. But for the first year or so, they were pretty tough. So, so uh, we're all point. eagerly awaiting the release of the Switch with high hopes for Nintendo and their shortages. Well, <laughs> Nintendo did do pre-orders for the Switch, so they did learn. 
and they do in three million in that first month. So that's that's better better than any of classic so far. Yeah, we'll see. But moving on, um, Fire Emblem Heroes is out. Um, I've I've been having a lot of fun with this. It came out. What was it Tuesday? It about came a week ago? out yeah. last Wednesday. Wednesday I yeah. believe. So yes. February second. Yeah, week tomorrow. Um, now I've been having a lot of fun with it. I I think uh, Nintendo did a great job of you know making the franchise a mobile version by making it a smaller easier more simplified experience but still keeping you know the core mechanics of fire emblem um my my biggest thing with it is i really i really don't like the free to play <laughs> like like elements <laughs> i i was more of a fan of the mario price in which i know a lot of people you know threw a bunch of hubbub about it being ten dollars i would gladly pay you know five six seven maybe even ten dollars for this game and just be able to play it whenever i want get the heroes that i want to and be able to upgrade the characters that I want to and not be kind of tied behind these limitations to get you to pay them real money. Um, but Nintendo's investors likes this model more, so... Yeah, well, uh, I know that at least in the first day or two, it actually made a lot of money, and yeah. I think uh, as, as of yesterday, it was... Price went up. Yeah, as of yesterday, it was number three in the top, top grossing apps, yeah. and so it is making money, and you know there are people who will spend that money but I'm not going to spend money on this game because I I want to know if I'm spending money, I'm unlocking something long-term, not just, oh, uh, I can play for another 10 minutes type thing. So um, it, the first couple hours are really fun. I know, Nathan, you said you played yeah, about Yeah, I've only played like bit. an hour. Um, I, it's really fun. I really like how it's... There's only, what is it, an 8x6 grid or something like that? Yeah, it's really like, small. It fits it's on really your, small, so fits on the battles screen. only take like... Kind of one of one of my complaints with the Fire Emblem series is each battle takes like could be anywhere from like twenty to like forty five minutes to complete a battle, and sometimes I just want to play something really quick, especially like on mobile, like on my 3DS where I have Fire Emblem. So on my phone, it's great because you know I maybe only want to play it for like five minutes or something like that, and I can just jump yeah. in and play a battle. And uh, it seems like the really similar to the main series games and stuff like that. Like I don't feel like they cheaped out. Um, mm-hmm. And made all of yeah, it's still the like handicap <laughs> the game or anything like that. Um, but then again, I've only played like an hour, so I haven't maybe gotten to the part where you have to yeah, start that, spending more money. That, that, that's it. <laughs> At the beginning, like levels cost only like one or two stamina to do, and you get orbs. But once you get to like some of the later chapters, like I've put in you know a lot of hours into it, so now the story missions are taking like ten, twelve stamina. So I can play like four or five missions before it says, "Sorry, you can't play anymore. Like you need to buy more stamina or do these other things." And do so, you, do you get more stamina if you just wait like other free to play? It's games? like I think it's every five minutes you get one stamina. Oh, okay. And so you'd so have it's similar. To you'd like, have to wait, yeah, like I don't know, twelve hours or something to, to get your stamina all, okay. all the way filled back up. But that, that's like just every the stamina five. Part. Wait, 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 every five minutes you get one stamina and you have to wait twelve hours. Uh, I don't know. You can check my math if you want, but it's if, if I spend all my stamina, I can't play the game for you know a couple mo- hours. Yeah, for for a good portion of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. And the the real um, frustrating part is the summoning because you get these orbs where you summon new heroes. That's kind of the main pull of the game is you know collecting all the different heroes, but all the characters in the game are worthless other than the five star heroes. Once you get five stars heroes, they're so overpowered and they're so good, and like you can do so much. Like when they level up, they they actually gain a lot, while lower characters won't gain as much. Um, but you can only get five star heroes. That's like a three percent appearance rate if you summon, and it 
I've only been able to summon, I think, about 15 characters so far, and I've put in a lot. I've been lucky I've been able to get two of them, but every other character is so like so bad, and you can't really upgrade your other characters easily. Yeah. Because one of the things in Fire Emblem is once you get a character to 20, you can upgrade them using different things. And I got a character to 20, and it's like, oh, you need 2,000 hero feathers. And I had, like, 80. I'm like, really? <laughs> like, I'm not even close to that. I'd have to go buy a bunch of these stupid feathers and other stuff to actually make the other character characters you know worthwhile and so it is it is kind of frustrating that i'm only gonna be able to progress so far because i only have two five-star heroes and they don't really yeah <laughs> work very well i don't know nintendo so. kind of um i think a lot of people don't like mobile games who are maybe hard hardcore video game players because they don't like the free-to-play model and stuff like that and mm-hmm. Nintendo has either been praised or criticized in the past, like with Mario and stuff like that, where you had to pay a one-time fee, and now they're kind of going for that more mobile strategy, which obviously is making them money, um, and some people don't care about, but a lot of people like yourself, it's really frustrating, so. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's, I mean, it kind of sucks, but also, like, Nintendo's strategy is to have you play these games and then go buy their actual, like, full retail versions of the game. I wanted to buy Fire games we just so, announced. <laughs> I mean, you can just go pay a one-time fee for one of those games yep. and have the full experience there. Yeah. So it is, I think it, it kind of makes sense. It is getting me into the world. Like, I did try playing Awakenings again, and then I realized how much harder it was, and I'm like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I don't know. I, I might get one of the new Fire Emblem. I might get the Switch one next year or something. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, it'll be interesting to see, you know the game has long legs or not because i feel like the, the end game once you you know get past four or five hours into the game it's not very good like it's very kind of stingy mm-hmm. at that point so yeah. we'll, we'll see if they updated or change we'll have to see if uh, hardcore people really yeah. get into it and play it a lot Alrighty, um next news story uh the switch's online um was announced to be around 20 25 dollars for a yearly subscription that's um about a little less than half the price of uh, competitors xbox live gold and ps plus um, those are about 60 a year. Obviously, they go on sale every once in a while. They're a little bit cheaper, but uh, they're around $50, $60 a year. So um, um, real quickly, uh, Rob, Nathan, what's what's your guys' take? Is this good, bad, you excited, sad, bad? Uh, this is definitely good. This is about what I was expecting when Nintendo announced, it, announced in their presentation on January 12th that they were going to charge for online. I didn't expect it to be $60, especially when they said, oh, yeah, you get to basically rent a Super Nintendo or Nintendo Inter system game for a month and then with online play with with online play and then i guess give it back to nintendo and probably have the chance to like purchase it for a discounted um price but so this is about what i was expecting i didn't think it was going to be 60 dollars because obviously playstation xbox you get two three five however many games it is a month free basically to play either as long as you have the service or if xbox forever and so I think this is a great price. Um, I'm interested to see if Nintendo announces anything else that goes along with it. And it, it just depends like on how good Nintendo's online service is. Yeah. Nintendo has been criticized for having bad online service. Like it's not as stable, et cetera, et cetera. But it hasn't been as big of an issue because it's always been free so far. Yeah. So with them charging, yeah. even if it's not as much, it still needs to be really worth that $20, $30 a year. Yeah, and that's and real quick before we get to Rob here, like, that's what a lot of people said on Twitter. Um, so like Von Hunter 21, he mentioned that, Hey, the online services for Nintendo has never been praised in the past. The price is nice, but will the online service like be good? You know, will the matchmaking and stuff actually be better than what we got in Wii U and yeah, Wii and stuff? Yeah, it definitely needs to be. And yeah. And Jome 20 also said, you know, if the service isn't going to be on par with PlayStation Network and Xbox, 
and you know it needed to be cheaper they couldn't even think about going 50 60 dollars unless yeah. yeah really up everything which you know we don't really know any details other yeah, than the this one is free Nintendo's game first but... kind of jump into doing it i think it's good that they're not trying to go straight to sixty dollars and be direct competitor with playstation and yeah. microsoft and stuff like that what, what, what's your take rob I like the price tag. Um, for what they're offering, it's not a whole lot. Uh, like you said, Nathan, there's the there's the free classic game or the game you get for the month to just kind of rent, borrow, kind of blockbuster type thing going on there. And then um, you also get the online services, correct? Like you can do the multiplayer. Yeah, that, you multiplayer, have to play online multiplayer with it. And they said there's going to be some type thing. of yeah smartphone app and voice. Yeah, chat. yeah. We don't know what it looks like yet, though. So. They'll, they'll, I'm sure, at some point they'll tell us more exactly what exactly that price will include and um if the i think they might announce something else that it will include as well yeah so. yeah and, that, and it I will think, be free for the first i think five until months, they the fall they said basically yeah. So. yeah i think right now i mean that's a really good price for what all they're offering which isn't a whole lot versus like you know like you said uh playstation plus or xbox gold they offer you know five or six games a month and oftentimes they're uh, AAA games, or at least bigger indie, <laughs> not with or, or at least well, not really on PlayStation, or at least bigger indie games, ones that are pretty highly acclaimed. Well, the Nintendo service seems to only be offering uh, older games, which is great, but at the same time, it's not quite on par with the same level. And like some of the people in the comments have said. Nintendo's never been known for their online services, so well, I'm pretty sure the quality will pump up because they are charging for it now versus it being free. Mm-hmm. Um, normally, when you start paying for something, typically, not always, it's not <laughs> the hard and fast rule. Typically, the quality goes up, but if they're not pushing up to like a fifty, sixty dollar price tag, then maybe not as high up as you know PlayStation or Xbox. Yeah. But I mean, when has Nintendo ever done the same thing as PlayStation or Xbox? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, they, they, uh, I think they've always been kind of known for blazing their own path, especially with online and kind of going a different route. And I know a lot of people, especially for the Wii and stuff, really appreciate the free online. Yeah. And, you know, it, mm-hmm. it worked well for its time. But when we moved into the Wii U and we, okay, now it's time to catch up to what, you know, Xbox 360 and kind of the old systems were doing. And it wasn't quite there. It was, uh, I think, probably a little disappointing yeah. in a lot of people. I, so. Honestly, yeah. I don't have a ton to say because... I'm just waiting for Nintendo to kind of iron out all the details and tell us exactly what it's going to be. Yeah. Um, along with like their whole app, like online service app thing and everything else, so yeah. that we clearly know because there's some confu- there's been confusion around it since the announcement of it. Yeah. And... But I think think it's a it's a good sign, you know. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's not nothing mm-hmm. outrageous. Hopefully, you know the other features and the online actually works pretty well. So, cool. All right, Rob, uh, you wanna uh, go for this next last news segment here? Yeah. Speaking of PS Plus and Xbox Gold. Um, we have uh, Xbox Gold games have already been out, and I believe the PS Plus games are coming out they today. Out today. Yeah. They come out today. So uh, PS Plus, we have Little Big Planet Three, which is technically a AAA, technically. <laughs> Not a hero. Starwell, uh, Anna, Ninja Senkai DX, and Torque L. Um, and I thought this was really interesting. Um, the only game that is officially singularly only for PS3 is Anna. Hmm, interesting. The other games, uh, Star Whale is for both PS4 and PS3. Uh, Ninja Senkai DX and Torque L are both for PS4 and PS Vita. Yeah. Hmm. So almost all of these are for PS4 except for one game. 
Yeah. So you can get all these on PS4, which is actually pretty impressive. That's the most games they've... I think this is the most games they've put out for yeah, typically it's only PS4 launch. Two, two or three, yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, and it also kind of signals to me that we might be walking away from the PS3. So we might have another memorial. Sense. It is now 2017, and Sony committed <laughs> to PS3 being a 10-year console when it launched in 2006. Yep. So we've come to that point and passed it. Yeah. So, so I think it might sense. be uh, doing a memorial service for PS3 <laughs> soon. Hey, we could do a real one. My PS3 is dead, so I could bring it in. <laughs> and we could all there's, sing Kumbaya there's, over it. They're still putting out Light all on fire. games, though, on PS3 and 360. Like, yeah. it's 2K oh, and Madden are still coming out every year. Like They've well, already announced them. I think Madden came out until like 2010 or something like that on PS2. So... Yeah, it's true. Um, <laughs> on Xbox Gold, we have a uh, game called Lovers in Dangerous Space Time. It's kind of a indie <laughs> puzzle game. I've actually heard good things about this is. game. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> I've actually heard really good things about this game. It looks really interesting. I watched some gameplay once, and it actually looks really cool. Uh, Monkey Island 2. Cool. Um, Project Cars and Star Wars The Force Unleashed. That is awesome. I love Star Wars Force Unleashed. I think and loses this just because Force Unleashed. I love that game when it came out. <laughs> I feel like there was one more. I think I, think I missed one. But, well, I, I, yeah, uh, I, uh, Project Cars is I did... for Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> 360, and Star Wars Force Unleashed is also for the 360. Yeah, so. it's back, backwards compatible on Xbox One, correct? Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they said all 360 games will be backwards compatible yeah. for the gold, which is cool. Um, I, I would totally play through Force Unleashed like on my Xbox One if I uh, had it. I, I already... <laughs> I, that was one game I 100%ed. I got every wow. single achievement. I beat it on hard, which was so stinking impossible. Like, the boss fights were insane. Yeah. Uh, but I really liked that game when it came out. You were able um, to oh. uh, pull down that Star Destroyer. Oh, that goodness. was the worst Dude, part, that's part that's of that game. That's such a great game. game. Oh, took... yeah, the rhythm and sync in that one. <laughs> it was so weird because the, the instructions were so vague on the controls. Yeah. And it took so long, and it looked... Like, it was so cool, and it turned a really cool moment into a really frustrating one. Yeah, definitely. So, I'm not saying it was a perfect game, but I did have a lot of fun with that game. I liked uh, it. And, of course, we won't even mention the second one that kind of took the story. Yeah, Yeah, all the different collectibles were cool. We won't mention the second one where they kind of took the story and burned it into the ground. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. But I actually did... That's not just canon anymore, so... (laughs) I I did download uh, three of the PS Plus games. I did... uh, Literally playing it three. I played a little bit of the original one. Um, so the interesting thing about the third one is it wasn't made by. Uh, it was a different team. It was not made. Yeah, by, it was a different team. It was made by the first two were made by whatever the British PlayStation big that's okay. making dreams right now. I forget their name, but that developer. Yeah, and it, then it seemed, it seemed at the beginning that there's tons of people who yeah. worked on it. They moved on, and the third one was made by some other team. I don't remember who it was, gotcha. but it was a different team than the first two, Maybe and it that's... was kind of the least. Uh, liked of the three. I guess that makes sense. From from what I can tell, from my experience with the other ones, it seems pretty much exactly the same. The only thing really different is there's more of a narrative, like, story mode. Like, there's that character who you kind of follow around, and there's little cutscenes, which are kind of weird. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) I I, I was kind of excited about some of these games. I thought it was a pretty good lineup for PlayStation. Um, I got that Star Wall, and I downloaded the Ninja game. And uh, I played each one for about 10 minutes, and I just kind of said, well, you know, I'm, I'm kind of done with these games. Like, I don't think I'm <laughs> going to play them again. They they didn't really hold my interest. The Ninja one looked cool. It was like a pixel game, but it um, it was just really simplistic and boring. Didn't really do a lot. And Star Wars, I think, will be fun if you have multiplayer. But sure. By yourself, yeah. it wasn't fun. Yeah, it so. wasn't, 
Uh, the other one for the Xbox one, I just I know I saw something earlier, and that's just uh, Killer Instinct, Instinct Season Two is still available from January, okay. so that's the one that carries over. So that'll be available until the fifteenth yeah, of that, February. Yeah, that's evolved from that. That's evolved quite a bit since the one came out. I know. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So. I'll be honest, I think Xbox takes this month because Monkey Island 2 and Star Wars Force Unleashed and even Project Cars, which is pretty fun to just mess around in, but Monkey Island 2 is a great one and Lovers in Dangerous Space Time is, it looks like a really interesting indie, so yeah. I think Xbox takes this month. I'm okay with saying that. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, um, that ends our main news segment for today. Um, let us know on Twitter at HeyListen underscore games. Uh, uh, who do you think has the better lineup this month, PlayStation Plus or Xbox Gold? And hey, maybe in a in a month or two we'll be comparing them to uh, the free Switch game of the month. Mm-hmm. Balloon uh, trip, balloon balloon fight, balloon online. fight. That's awesome. what it's called. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, we are now going to jump straight into our memorial service for the Nintendo Wii U. Um, we feel like the the Wii U kind of got a lot of criticism and negativity ever since it was announced. Uh, even today, um, and you know, we, we've been through the ups and downs with this system, uh, with both Nathan and I being, you know, day one, day one adopters of the Wii U. And Rob, I know you've, you know, played uh, games uh, with us and probably some other people too. So mm-hmm. um, we're just going to kind of bring you some of our best memories and just our favorite um, games and experiences that we've had with the Wii U. Um, I think just starting off, saying the game that we played the most on the Wii U, when we look back on the Wii U. And say what game did we like? Always, you know, turn the Wii U on, crowd around and play. Is Super Smash Brothers for the Wii U? Like hands down, Nathan and I looked up on my Wii U's console, um, and I have 289 hours of gameplay <laughs> on Smash Four, which is insane. That's like an insane amount. Um, and I know Nathan, you probably had at least 70, 80 on your yeah, console. yeah. I think I have 70 or 80 on my console, and I know pl- I played more on your console than I did on my console. So yeah. we probably <laughs> played at least 50 plus hours on 3DS as well, and it's yeah. almost the same game. So just it was yeah. such such a great game. The complete package, a character roster of over 50 characters, and like a fighting game this big was insane. Um, there was just so much to do. They, they, they did got, a great job with. They put out a ton of DLC for it and supported it for yeah like, Nintendo. A year and a half almost after it came out, mm-hmm. and all of the different amiibo, if you like collecting those, um, that whole line, and yeah. all of the, I loved how many costumes were there were. Um, yeah, each character had in uh, the previous mm-hmm. Smash Brothers games, each character had four, and usually they were like just different colors and stuff like that. But this mm-hmm. time they did a lot of work. Each character had eight different ones, and they some of them were like switched up a lot. Like Mario had an awesome uh, American flag <laughs> costume that he wore a lot, and. Um, Little Mac had the pink jumpsuit, and he had, like, the wireframe, and then, like, Bowser Jr. had all the different Koopa kids as alternates. As all his alternates, yeah. uh, Captain Almar had Alf as an alternate. <laughs> There's a lot of characters. He could be a boy <laughs> or a girl. Yep. Like, with Wii Fit and Corrin and Robin and stuff. So, they, they did a great job with all the little details in that game, um, which is awesome. And, you know, making it a definitive experience. The GameCube adapter was out in there, and, like you said, the DLC was amazing. And, like, this generation was the first generation where Nintendo really embraced um dlc with the wii u yeah they um even for a lot of games put out kind of like little free updates and little patches of dlc like i'm thinking about like pikmin 3 mario kart got some free dlc updates smash technically gave some stages and even like mewtwo uh was a, a bonus for some people and so um i think it's awesome that nintendo 
entered the DLC world. And for the most part, I think they did a, they did a really good job. Yeah, they did a mm-hmm. great job with the DLC. It wasn't, for the most part, it wasn't too overpriced. Um, I actually kind of think some of the Smash Brothers characters were a little bit spendy, but if you got a lot of lot of time out of them, then and I it, think it was worth your, your it's money. It's totally comparable but, to other fighting games. Yeah, it's to, it is yeah. totally comparable to other fighting games, but like Mario Kart 8 had 16 new levels and like a bunch of new characters for $12. So when you compare Mar- it to that, it yeah, Mario Kart 8 DLC was amazingly yeah. valuable. That was so cool. At the same time, five new characters in Mario Kart is a little bit different than an entirely new oh, yeah, character sure. and fighting style. Yeah, or like yeah. Ryu or Cloud, you know, from a whole yeah. other franchise but anyways moving on from smash bros um i just thought um we could talk about some of our other favorite just wii u titles in general then we'll kind of narrow down and hone in on some other specifics so um some of the other most uh played wii u games that we had was obviously super mario maker uh, nintendo land a new super mario bros u splatoon um i know i personally played lego marvel a lot that was a third party game i I played a lot Mm. um and obviously mario kart 8 which obviously is now coming over to the switch which is awesome because it's such a great game and there's so many people who didn't own a wii u all the 3ds owners and ps4 and xbox one owners i think mario kart 8 deluxe is going to be a must-have game for the switch yeah that game is finally has a good battle mode which was the only thing mario kart 8 was missing so (laughs) yeah um but our favorite experiences um with the wii u um nathan like what's one of your things when you think about the, the wii u what was one of like your favorite experiences with it? Um, every time I think about the Wii U, and we were talking about this earlier a little bit, is I think of playing it with someone else. Like, mm-hmm. ev- all of the best moments were all spent with like usually a bunch of friends playing something like Nintendo Land, um, like <laughs> all of the different chase games. Like, I still play that. Like, I'll still get together with friends, and they'll be like, "Oh, let's play Nintendo Land. Let's play the <laughs> Animal Crossing candy game. <laughs> candy game. Like, it's so fun and stuff like that." So that that was awesome. There was some other really great party games out there. Obviously, we just talked about Smash Brothers and Mario Kart 8. And Game & Warrior was a lot of fun. Yeah, Game & Warrior was a lot of fun. It was just such a great console to play with other people, especially in a time when with Xbox One and PlayStation 4 and even with Xbox 360 and PS3, like none of those consoles do... like. There's hardly any games that are local games anymore. They're all mm-hmm. It's all online. So mm-hmm. Nintendo still embracing that just felt really great and another kind of great thing about it is um wii was backwards compatible with all the wii controllers and everything like Mm -hmm. that so when i got my wii u i already had like plenty of controllers for my wii that i could just use that i didn't have to spend a ton of money to buy more controllers to be able to play with friends and play games like i remember that we got the wii u we came back that night we had some friends over who were excited to play it and i didn't need to buy any extra accessories for my wii u i i think i picked up mario and nintendo land came with it and then we put in Nintendo Land, gave a Wiimote to each person, and just all jumped in and played that's, five players. That's, like, one of my favorite memories. The first night, like, I, I got back no, yeah. at, like, one thirty in the morning or something <laughs> like that. And then we stayed up until 6 o'clock. <laughs> and then I had to work. I got I went to sleep for, like, an hour and had to work the next morning at, like, 8 or 7.30 or something like that. And for the next two years, every morning, my boss would be like, so did you uh, stay up late playing uh, Nintendo again last night? I'm like, no, that was like a one-time was thing. I was really console. tired from that. With the launch of the console, et cetera, et cetera. But it was so much fun. It was it was just hilarious. Really fun to play with friends. Yeah. And everyone was always, like, laughing. Yeah, and Nintendo Land had the benefit of being a somewhat easy-to-play, casual-type game, um, but did require... Maybe a little bit more skill or experience than maybe Wii Sports did. You know, yeah. 
I, I probably wouldn't play Nintendo Land with my grandparents necessarily, but I could play with like my dad and like other friends yeah. who didn't play video games at the time. And there was a couple of kind of deeper games, like the Metroid game. Yeah. I remember I have really good, um, excuse me, me and uh, one of my roommates went through and played all of the levels of the Metroid together and had a lot of fun doing that. And the Zelda um, had a lot of cool levels of those. It was a great pack-in well. title, so, for sure. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. Um, yeah, and I, I, you mentioned the backwards compatibility with the Wii, which was awesome. Um, I liked how it transferred over every purchase I had for my uh, Wii, because I, I invested, you know, uh, in a lot of virtual console games in that era. It was cool to be able to bring all those over um, onto my Wii, and, like, it had, I don't know if you remember this, but it had a Pikmin, like, transfer, like, cutscene that yeah, it I did. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Like, all the little Pikmin, would, I turned on my Wii U, and they, like, like went, hop, and like loaded all my like little game saves onto a thing and then like the rocket ship lifted off and then I turned on my Wii U and like the ship landed and it was in HD because the Wii U looks better and they loaded all my little game saves so like I was able to continue you know pick up Mario Galaxy again for my Wii era yeah. and play it on my Wii U with my original save which is something that you know consoles don't really do which is yeah that was really nice cool. hopefully um, with the Switch uh, Nintendo will something do that, like that and you won't have to like because I remember it kind of being a hassle to switch, move your Wii. Yeah, to it, your it was Wii basically mm -hmm. there was a Wii emulator inside of the yeah. Wii. U. Yeah, so hopefully with yeah. the Switch, like if you are able to access some of your old stuff, it'll be easy to just download those from the internet or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, Rob, what about you? Do you have any favorite experiences with the Wii U? Any any good memories? Yeah, I'm kind of along the same lines as Nathan. I just remember, because um, I never had a Wii U. Um, I just, like you guys said, I always would borrow one of your guys's or play with one of you guys. Or uh, I played a lot with uh, Rob Conley, dear friend of our show. Um, and I just remember, like, screaming together. <laughs> I think that was probably my favorite thing about it was, you know, playing games like Nintendo Land and, you know, the Mario where you've got to hide and everyone's trying to chase <laughs> you. Chase. And I just remember screaming and yelling and laughing hysterically. <laughs> He's in the red all, section, red section, like, upper red. Like, get him, get him. Oh, my gosh, where is he? You know, and it's like the the panic going on. It was just so much fun, I think. And um, recently doing the Mario Maker Challenge um, yeah, with you, fun. Jeff, was super fun. And I guess, yeah, the, I think the best thing about the Wii U, like most of Nintendo's consoles, is that local multiplayer, the, the playing together enjoying the system together and playing these games that are designed for people to play with others. Yeah. I think that's crucial, and I think that's probably the best thing that the Wii U did. I mean, because the, the gaming as a whole has kind of, you know, been moving away slowly from local multiplayer, and, you know, I think about my PS4, I can't think of really any experiences other than maybe just, you know... Rocket League. One or two times playing <laughs> Rocket League with a couple of friends, yeah. like really playing and embracing local multiplayer on that system. Like, I haven't had a reason, really, to get a third or fourth DualShock uh, controller from my PS4 because I don't really have multiplayer games. Like, that's not the focus of that system. So um, it was a focus of the Wii U, and I, I, th I think uh, it pulled off really well. We were actually trying to think of what was the best single-player game on the Wii U, and the answer is, like, kind of everything because, like, even, like, the single-player-focused games were kind of multiplayer or co-op in a way. Mm -hmm. Both of the Mario games, Mario 3D World, the new Super Mario Bros, those were you know technically single player, but you could play with up to four friends, which totally changed everything. Um, Dino Donkey Kong had co-op mode with two players. Um, pretty much, you know, all those big Wii U games had a really fun co-op or local multiplayer function in it, which was awesome. Yeah, it made it much easier to be like, hey, you want to play along with me instead of just watch me play or, or whatever. So. 
Yeah, and the the most impressive thing about that is a uh, Mario 3D World pulling off multiplayer and making it still like fun. Like how hard it is to make multiplayer a 3D platformer, in a 3D <laughs> platformer and especially yeah. Mario, and still make that fun and awesome is. It's insane that Nintendo was able to do that and pull that off because it could have been... It worked really well. Yeah, it worked out really well. Like, I remember when that game launched, uh, you and I actually went and picked it up and played it with uh, two other people that night, and we played it for, like, three hours or something (laughs) like that. And it was crazy, and we were all running around, and we got the cat suits, and it was just a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, Nintendo knows how to make local play... Local multiplayer works, though. Um, That was very Mm -hmm. definitely very evident. Um... I do want to mention that um, the Wii U did give us a lot of really good indie games. Um, the Wii U uh, launched a lot of great uh, indie games, Shovel Knight being one of them, uh, Runbow, um, Fast Racing Neo, uh, Spin the Bottle, which not a lot of people, I think, knew about, but it was kind of a fun... It was fun, a great party game. Yeah, a great party game. You didn't really need the screen. You didn't really use the TV at all. You would just kind of play different type of games while with Wii modes where you would hide around and do different motions. Almost kind of like a warrior type experience. Yeah. Or mm. Something like that. Um, so that one was a lot of fun. No kissing involved? Uh, <laughs> I don't think there was any game where you actually had to kiss. There were a couple games where you, you had, had to have your, get your mouth situations. pretty close. But yeah, but yeah. Not, not like the uh, classic kissing game that we all used to play when we were <laughs> the, 12. Yeah, there was one I think where you had to have two people pick up a Wiimote and push the A and the B button using like their face or something. Yeah. And so there was a couple where it would kind of get put you in awkward situations, but it it always made a really fun experience. No, everyone watching. I just love the hesitation before you guys answered that question. <laughs> um, and uh, SteamWorld Dig technically came on the 3DS first, but it launched on consoles first on the uh, Wii U. And so um, there was actually a lot of really good indie games on the Wii U. Um, there's you know probably more that we're, we're forgetting, not mentioning right now. But those are some some of our favorites. So if you're looking for a good game again in the eShop, check out some of those titles. Um, but Nathan, um, what was your most underrated game in the Wii U? What, what game do you feel like... Didn't get the most love. Not a lot of people bought it, but you just had a great time with it. So I thought about this a lot, and I kept going back to Sonic Racing Transformed. Nice Because that was, I think it was the second game I ever got for my Wii U. I got my Wii U, and I bought Zombie U, which, (laughs) in retrospect, probably wasn't the best idea since I hate (laughs) horror and don't like horror (laughs) games and stuff. But I was enticed by uh, Ubisoft and was excited. Um, And then, like, a few weeks after I got that I got um, Sonic Racing, and I played that way more and had so much fun with it. Um, the You could race as either a car, a, le- a boat, or a plane, and kind of depending on what part of the qu- track you were on kind of determined if you what you were. Um, but it was really smart. Um, the yeah. tracks were designed really smartly, and it was really, really, really fun. Wouldn't the tracks, I didn't... like, change every lap, kind of, too? Yeah, like, the tracks would usually, like, kind of change. Like, one one lap, you would be a car, and then the next lap, it'd, like, transform, and you were a plane yeah, flying yeah. through, and so you saw a different part of the track because you, you were maybe up high, and so it, it kind of changed the way the game played, which was awesome. Um, mm. I guess the reason I say it's kind of an underrated game is because the online on that was, like, terrible like you would get in there and like be waiting for a game and it'd take like five minutes to get mit- matched up and then there'd only be like four people in the room or something like, like back that in to the play with. yeah exactly so um so that wasn't great but overall it was a really really Did? fun game there were some cool challenges single player challenges that you could try and complete oh, as really? well yeah i remember mm-hmm. playing those um i believe it was like kind of like time trials and stuff like that getting the best times that i 
got pretty into it for a little bit. And I remember playing it and being like, wow, this is, like, way better than Mario Kart Wii. Like, I don't even know, like, if I'm going to be excited for a new Mario Kart on the <laughs> Wii U because this game is so great. Um, and obviously, when Mario Kart 8 came out, it was way better, and it kind of proved... I haven't Sonic played Racing. <laughs> Sonic Racing Transformed, I think, except, like, one time since Mario Kart 8 came out, but at the time, it was just really, really yeah, fun it, game. It was a launch game, right? Yeah, like, it, it was a launch out. game. Mm-hmm. It came out with the it's Wii U. It's to play the first. Um, and yeah, it was great. And you could do uh, you could do gamepad and then on the TV, so that was nice. Didn't it have some great unlockable characters as well? Uh, yeah. Like, didn't yeah, he have like Wreck It Ralph? Yeah, Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, I think Wreck It Ralph was on the. Yeah, because like that movie had just come out, and yeah, so they had Wreck It Ralph, and then um, Jet Set Radio characters were in there, like lots yeah, of Dreamcast yeah. people. Yeah, the Space yeah, Space Channel Sega Nine game, or whatever. So they maybe. brought back they brought back some kind of some of the classic Sega characters, which was really oh yeah, like Crazy Taxi and yeah yeah yeah. It was cool. They had a nice cast of characters, so you could play five players local. Which yeah, you was could play awesome. five players, which was awesome. Um, yeah, because other than Splatoon or and uh, Splatoon, no, why am I saying Splatoon? Other than Nintendo Land and uh, Sonic Racing, not a lot of games really did the five player local with the gamepad. Um, so I, I think it was really cool yeah. that took took advantage of that. Um, as far as my most underrated game, definitely have to go Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, which you're probably like Donkey Kong. I've heard of Donkey Kong, but like I. For some reason, I it didn't sell very well. Most of my friends didn't buy it, and it was. I feel like a lot of people just kind of gave it a lot of flack because people were excited for Trop, or the first Donkey Kong Country Returns for the Wii, and then when the sequel was announced, people weren't expecting it. They thought, you know, we'd get a Metroid or something else. Like we brought back DK for one game. Let's move on to something mm-hmm. else. Um, me being a big DK fan, I was stoked, and it was um, exactly. What I was hoping for, the music was amazing. Um, I played it a ton with my uh, my sister. My sister loves loved playing those games with me. She's she likes playing with me because she always accidentally finds these secrets I've been looking for for like hours. <laughs> like I'm like I can't find that last puzzle piece, and she'll like fall off the edge and die, but actually like warp inside of a hidden barrel. Like to it. I'm like, why? How did you find that? She's like, oh my goodness, that's hilarious. Um, so yeah, I have lots of good memories uh, playing that with her, and the boss fights were really, really cool, and it, it just looked great on a on a big HD screen. Look at Donkey Kong's fur. The fur, <laughs> DK's <laughs> fur, fur was amazing. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I feel like this again, a lot of people miss on the Wii U, um, and it, you know, it's a Nintendo Select now. I've said it before. You can yep. get it for like twenty bucks. Um, and I would love to, I'd probably rebuy that one. That game is that game is really fun. I played part of that with you and had a lot of fun. Um, and that Cranky Kong. Cranky the levels Kong. are really long. I think that was kind of my criticism is the levels were so long that it, I had a hard time beating them sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely a hard game. Like it was yeah. uh, definitely it harder than challenge. Donkey Kong Country Returns, right? And yeah, it, it was mm-hmm. it was a little more challenging. The Returns had eight worlds, mm-hmm. um, so it did have more levels and worlds, but. Uh, while Tropical Freeze only had six, but like you said, the levels were a little bit meatier and longer, and yeah. the levels did have more variety within them. Like even if you were playing, you know, the the beach world, there was actually lots of different you know themes and different stuff that happened in there. So um, overall, I think it's the better one of of the two uh, Returns games, um, and it's you know it's a great game that a lot of people miss. So um, <laughs> mo- moving on from there, um, the the best thing about the Wii U, secret best fact of the Wii U, okay. it is the ultimate Zelda console. <laughs> you can play almost any Zelda game that's ever been released on the Wii U, which is just fantastic. All of the major uh, like uh, 3D ones um, that have been on the consoles, they're all on there. 
either on by Virtual Console yeah. or Wind Waker HD came out as a remake, and, and Twilight, Twilight Princess, Princess was also a remake, and then obviously backwards compatible Wallet Skyward Sword. And then you could, they also put out some of the DS ones on there. I didn't play those, but... Um, yeah, you could buy both the DS yeah. games. You could buy Minish Cap. Yep, the Minish Cap was on there. Um, I don't think you could get a Oracle of Seasons or Ages on there. Yeah, I think I think, I think that the, the Link's Awakening and the Oracle yeah. games didn't come out, but yeah. you you can buy you can't get those on 3ds. Yeah. But every console Zelda you could play on there, plus you know the DS and Game Boy yeah. Advance ones. And uh, no CDI when, games. Though. When we were talking about best single player game, I wanted to say it was Wind Waker HD, but I kind of thought that was cheating since it's a remake. But they did such a good job remaking that game, and it was just mm. so beautiful. And they kind of streamlined some of the more boring parts of the game. Um, and it like this, you got the fast sale, so you could kind of move around a lot faster, and kind of just made that whole experience a lot better than it was on the GameCube. Um, and then I I had never beaten Twilight Princess before. I had played it on the Wii and on the GameCube, but I never finished it. So I got it um, last year, and then finished it a couple months ago. So. I don't think I'm gonna beat my goal and complete <laughs> it before Breath of the Wild comes up. I've been waiting <laughs> to play it. Once all, you get past, where are you? Week. The Water Temple. Yeah, I'm almost. To the You're almost like done. I feel like after that, there's only like one or two other like wolf sections and stuff like that, and then the rest of the game is just the yeah. dungeons, which are the best part the, of the game. The wolf so parts are slowing me down. Yeah, as we said, when you're like, oh yeah, they got rid of a lot of the slow parts. I'm like, they didn't really get rid of any of the wolf parts. Like they made it. They made it shorter with the tears of. They light, made the tears a little bit easier, but better. they still took forever. And I'm, I don't know, just still not a big fan of the wolf part. And the amiibo is so awesome, and you scan it, it's like, okay, you can only play as a wolf and fight enemies. I'm like, this is. Zero fun. I'm I'm never playing this mode again. Why would I do this? Um, Matt B in the comments actually threw out another underrated game for you guys. It's uh, Captain Toad. I heard really I'd... good things about Captain Toad. Um, I've heard it's great. It was only a forty dollar release. Um, I never actually picked it up or played it. So I... if it was twenty bucks, I think I would probably be a little bit more tempted to pick it up. Um, because it's based on those uh like Toad the levels, levels from Mario from 3D, 3D World. Yeah. And they just made yeah yeah. Yeah, I, I, I thought, honestly, when, when it got announced that I'm like, wait, they're making a full game based off of, like, the little mini games that I didn't really like in Mario 3D World. So I was, I was a little confused by it at first. Uh, but, you know, I, I have heard good things. Um, I don't necessarily think it was the as it was a game for me. But, um, yeah, I kind of agree with Nathan. I think if it would have been a little bit more budget priced or maybe hit the Nintendo Selects, um, like Donkey Kong and some other games, I, mm. I might have been a little, a little more tempted to pick that one up. Um, but also Pikmin 3 was a, was a great title. It came out within the yeah. first year. People have been asking for the return of Pikmin for a while. And so mm-hmm. uh, that was a really, really well-made game. Um, it did some cool stuff with having three different captains at once. And it looked looked really beautiful. That was one of the first, I think the first game that really showed me at the Wii U can uh, put out some beautiful games, um, for sure. Um, so we we're thinking about our favorite third-party game on the Wii U. And... Um, I would have to say mine was probably Sonic Lost World. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I <laughs> oh played it for like an gosh. hour and never played it again. Uh, <laughs> uh, probably Lego Marvel. Um, like I mentioned, I played 38 mm. hours. Um, it was an amazing co-op game. Um, I know it came out on other platforms as well. Um, but the co-op using the gamepad and the TV was awesome because you didn't have the weird split screen that the Lego games have where you know yeah. flies all over the place. So I could just hand a person the gamepad. I'd play on the TV. And we could just roam around New York City, and I had a, you know, my friend Dan was just obsessed with the Hulk, and he would just go and just smash everything, and I would follow him around as like Lego Spider-Man or other characters. So um, I just had a, a lot of fun with that. I picked up 
the Jurassic World as well, and that one was a little more noticeable that, you know, it wasn't as powerful as the PS4 version and stuff, and the, the frame rate was kind of bad when it was running on the gamepad and the TV. And so uh, um, I think I'm going to pick any future LEGO games up, probably on other systems, but mm-hmm. I, I did, did have a lot of fun with that game. Um, I, Lego, did you ever play a Lego City? I didn't play Lego was. City. Um, did, that, did that one have co-op? I don't think that did. one did not have co-op. No, but um, it was. I played. I rented. It was when I had like GameFly. I had GameFly for a couple okay. months because I got it, and I rented it and had a lot of fun with it. But the loading was really bad. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. It took forever to that, load the. That's why I heard about um, it. But that game was is hilarious and a lot of fun. And it's it's a Nintendo Select on Wii U now, and then it's getting re-released on Switch and Xbox One and PS4. And I'm hoping that mm-hmm. they. Did something to make the loading a little bit better because I'm sure they probably did. Um, <laughs> if they did, I would be oh, yeah. tempted to this pick it up like and what, play through it. On, four years later, yeah, so. I would definitely be tempted to pick yeah. it up and play through it on on Switch. If they can make the load times a little better on Skyrim, I'm sure they can make the load times a little better on a <laughs> Lego game. <laughs> one, one would hope. Um, and then I also want to give a shout out to NES Remix. Nintendo kind of embraced their classic franchise franchises mm-hmm. you know and the, the power of nostalgia and that was kind of a surprise release they announced it and it was out immediately in the eShop and ended up making an NES Remix 2 and those games just had a lot of really fun challenges and Nintendo took you know some of the original sprites and games and just kind of added some different tweaks which I think had a lot of inspirations going into Mario Maker as well with you know taking the classic Mario formula but throwing in weird other random things as well and so um, Nintendo did a lot of fun experiments in, in this mm-hmm. era um, with a lot of their, you know, first-party games and kind of embracing the nostalgia. And I do just want to say um, one of my favorite memories of all time of the Wii U is playing eight-player Smash Bros. <laughs> it only happened <laughs> a handful of times having all eight people playing. But, and you know, it's completely chaotic. It's not as not necessarily as fun gameplay-wise as, you know, just doing with two or three players. Yeah. Not, like, as competitive. Yeah, it's not as competitive, like but it's just so insane mm-hmm. that everyone's playing at the same time. You're having so much fun just yelling at each other. And I remember it was... Like a, a couple days after uh, Smash 4 came out, um, it was Thanksgiving, so I brought the Wii U over for, and I had all this family over. My cousins, you know, we, we played Melee growing up with. They brought their GameCube adapter that they had gotten for it, and we just hooked it up to my grandpa's projector that he had. And we played all eight of us for like two hours. And like all of our parents were like, where is all, you know, where is everyone? Yeah. We were up playing Smash Bros. like all day. And I, I remember my brother Eric got the Smash Balls game and got like seven kills with one, oh, one with final one Smash. Smash. Yeah. And oh, it was just so much fun being able to play with eight players. Like that was such an insane idea. And they, they pulled it off. It was, it was really cool. That's fantastic. It's awesome. How I many have... local multiplayer games are eight players? Like that's so cool. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I think that was the first. Not, one. I, I don't um, think there's, there's really many. Ones, I know Bomberman's done it, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think um, my favorite third-party game uh, on Wii U. It was actually probably Batman uh, City Armored Edition. Uh, I know that game came out way before on the other consoles, but I picked it up on Wii U. Um, I hadn't played it before, and it was like fifteen bucks. And then I got really invested in it and actually played through it like entirely on the gamepad. Um, I got sick. For like two days. I remember that. <laughs> and I just like laid in bed and played on my gamepad and beat the entire story in like two days. Um, and, had and for Nathan, of, that's really impressive. yeah. For me, that's really impressive. It usually <laughs> takes me like really a while to yeah. the game. Um, so that was a, that was a, just a ton of fun. I uh, especially kind of early in the Wii, Wii U days, I really liked playing on the gamepad um, and just being able to like kind of lay in bed or um, be in a spot where I didn't have to be looking at the TV or if someone else was like watching a movie or something like that. It was really nice to be able to play just on the gamepad screen. So I think that was a really cool feature of the Wii U. And then obviously kind of 
as I, we got further in the Wii U's life cycle, like, I kind of realized, like, wow, that screen is kind of really crappy. <laughs> it doesn't look that good and stuff like that. So uh, I'm excited for the Switch kind of to be able to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I would actually say I'm going to kind of take this one because I know Nathan, I didn't have a Wii U, but probably my best or favorite third-party game was Zombie U. Um, <laughs> partially because I loved playing it with uh, Rob and Nathan. <laughs> And yeah, just get with scared the, with the really lights off. <laughs> and I gotta say, some of my favorite stories would come from watching them play Zombie U. There's this one part in the game where you're crawling through a vent, yeah. and as you're crawling through the vent, a zombie drops down right in front of you, and you're trapped inside scared. this vent. And you're you have to trapped in the vent. Like you, you have, have to, to really like. You're trapped in there, so you have to crawl out backwards as the zombie's trying to chase you down. It's terrifying, and I remember <laughs> doing it with Rob Connolly the first time, and we both knew it was there, and so we convinced Nathan to play for a little bit <laughs> longer because we knew where it was. Set me up. And we so set evil. him up, and we had it. We got one of the best jumps out of him when that happened, and screams, and he survived. I don't think. Yeah, you did really well, actually. I was really impressed, but it was. And then one of the other best, go ahead. One of the other best memories was uh, Rob had gotten super far. I think he had made it several hours, and his character had like multiple guns. He had all these weapons and gear and everything, and he was literally at the last part where I think he was like getting up to a helicopter, and he got overwhelmed by zombies, and he was just shooting them. He was getting them all down, and then he accidentally threw a grenade. And blew himself up. Oh, no. <laughs> and just, like, Lost end the of the tears. run, had to restart back at the safe house, and he dropped the controller, walked out of the room, and said, I'm done! <laughs> He's like, that's it. <laughs> Screw it. Yeah, it was an interesting mechanic, but it could be frustrating as yeah, well, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, to kind of close out our... Wait, wait, uh, I, have, I have one more thing that needs to be mentioned about the Wii U. Okay. Miiverse... Especially oh, kind of yeah. early on, like, mm-hmm. I thought it was such a cool, such a cool thing that for Nintendo to kind of make their own social um like kind of social network. app network mm. yeah that's the word i'm looking for well it was a user generated network. yeah user and it was really it was a ton of fun to kind of like especially early on to kind of like post screenshots and stuff like that and go and be like oh i need help with this part um what do you guys think and there was a lot of crazy art that people did on the gamepad it's insane that, the art oh, yeah come up with <laughs> so um, I know kind of towards the end, like, it got kind of crazy and it was hard for Nintendo to kind of mod and stay on top of all the different content that was getting posted on there. But um, especially early on, Miiverse was a great idea. I had a lot of fun with it. And uh, Jeff, I know you and myself trolled some uh, smaller yeah. children on there as well. So. <laughs> it, it was fun to mess with the people in the Nintendogs community, I will admit. Yes. It's all like it's all like six-year-old kids, like... Saying like this is my pet dog. What do you think about him <laughs> and stuff like that? So, I don't. It, it, it was a lot of fun. You could just mess around in other communities and see what people are playing. And it actually would put a little check mark next to your name if you actually played the game, so you knew. So you knew which people were trolls. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. Which people were not, um, which was kind of cool. But yeah, it, it was cool because uh, you know PS4 hadn't come out yet, and we didn't really have the ability to share screenshots via game uh, before the Wii U. And so yeah. it was kind of kind of the first time doing that. It was you know obviously a little bit of clunky. You had to push the home menu, go into Miiverse, post screenshot, all that stuff. But uh, it, it was was pretty neat, and we were able to have a, a lot of fun with it. And, and uh, Nintendo has said that Miiverse isn't coming into the Switch. They're going to kind of retire it a little bit. It'll still run, but kind of be left behind in the Wii U 3DS era. But 
Um, I'm sure they'll probably come up with some new new idea. There'll be evolution of that um, in the switch at some point. So um, to kind of close out the our Wii U service here, we just kind of wanted to finalize what is the best game on the Wii U? Like what is the game that we're going to remember as the best game on the Wii U? If you want to buy a Wii U, you know, years later, what was that one game that was worth getting? Wait, three years later. So, like, does this count, like, what about, like, multiplayer-focused games? Um, sure. Okay. But let's pretend the online community the online still is vibrant. are vibrant. There's people to yeah. play with, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Sure. My argument mm-hmm. is going to be for Splatoon because it was just such a different thing for Nintendo and from Nintendo. Mm-hmm. They did a fantastic job. That ga- The core mechanic was just absolutely amazing. It was great for them to kind of make new IP. They hadn't done that in a really, really long time. And the core mechanic was a lot of fun. They supported it post-launch because they had all those that free DLC yeah, that came DLC. out with levels. And they had the uh, Squid or Splatfest, Splatfest events, <laughs> um, which were a ton of fun. All, it was really fun to get good with all the different weapons and stuff like that. So, and just because of its freshness, uh, I'm <laughs> so going. Fresh. I'm going to argue that Splatoon was ultimately my favorite game on the Wii U. Um, Splatoon did have I, some of the best looking amiibo come out. Yes, I will say that. Yeah. So, just because it was so different, so fresh, so new, I that's probably my favorite experience with the Wii U. Yeah, I, and it was a game that it was easy for anyone to get into. Um, whether or not you know you'd played a lot of online yeah, shooters yeah, before, exactly. Or not. You could like um, my uh, my fiance actually. She loves that game and she loves it because she usually just likes to go around and lay down as much ink as possible and stuff like that. She doesn't mm-hmm. get into like trying to get a lot of splats or anything like that. The first multiplayer shooter that's not focused on killing the other team. Yeah, like. exactly. Um, so it was just really, really, really cool game. Um, I'm extremely excited for Splatoon two on the Switch. And yep. Hopefully we're we're not locked into a two map rotation in Splatoon two. We have a, yes, there's definitely improvements they, that need to be made. But. <laughs> and it has a surprisingly good single player campaign as well. But yeah, the, I would agree. The online multiplayer in the game is uh, so much fun. Being able to jump in with uh, with friends and just have a lot of fun with that. Um, there, I just think that one is you know obviously the the highlight. But Nintendo did try a lot of other new ideas with um, you know the Wii U like. Hyrule Warriors I, was actually a ton of fun. Not a lot of people, I think, gave that credit. Um, but that was a really fun, fleshed-out game. Yeah. Um, Mario Party Maker. 10 was, was really cool because you had a fifth player who could be Bowser and mess with the other players. That was the only good part of Mario Party 10, though, was the Bowser. Yeah. It, All it, the other ones were kind <laughs> of sucky. The, it, there, it wasn't, you know, a perfect game, but, you know, they did try some new things with yeah. it. They yeah. did, like, an amiibo party mode, which was interesting. Um, and then, you know, they, they made another Kirby game that, revolved around touchscreen controls like uh, Canvas Curse, which I never thought that would happen again. I mean, should it have been a Wii U game or should it have been a 3DS game? We could debate that. But, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, they did take a lot of chances and try lots of different stuff. Yeah. They didn't just, you know, you know, I think I feel like Nintendo got a lot of flack at one point in the, the Wii era for just, you know, doing, oh, just simple motion controls or, oh, another new Super Mario Bros. game sure, or whatever. But, sure. you know, they, yeah. they did put a lot of different titles out there. Yeah, cool. and they had some cool, like, partnerships, like you said, um, with Hyrule Warriors, Pokin was another one. Yeah, Pokin. Um, yeah, Bayonetta too. They picked. They up brought and back Star Fox and made Star Fox Guard, <laughs> yeah. which you know weren't, weren't the best games, but it, you know we did get some nostalgia and 
it was always good to see you know some Nintendo franchises yeah. brought back <clears throat> Metro Mario, mm-hmm. yeah. Mario Maker was such a <laughs> cool idea and it was really awesome for Nintendo to kind of embrace allowing people to make their own Mario levels which people have been wanting to do Nintendo's like, been so protective exactly like I remember I had friends who would like draw and design whole Mario levels um, when I was growing up um, like Mario Brothers 1 or Mario Brothers 3 levels um, they would just draw them out on paper so that was a really neat gesture I wish that game would have come out sooner Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. that was a really cool idea as well. All right. Well, well uh, hopefully Rob. that carries over onto the uh, Switch Mario Maker. I know they've made. I'm sure they'll probably bring that one onto the Switch because that is such a popular That'd one. Be so Let's interesting see. because it's on the U. Mario Maker 3DS sold two million copies um, in December. Wow, that's good. It's crazy. <laughs> well, because... I guess there's 50 yeah. million 3DS owners. And yeah, it's a new but... Mario game. I know, but still, it's like I don't know. It was a very gimped version of. Kind of a yeah, maker, so I don't, I don't think the people bought it cared that it was game. <laughs> no. It would be interesting to see if it was a Switch version because you would assume a Switch version would maybe be at least the Wii version, maybe some more extra features. So we'd have mm-hmm. kind of three different versions out there that were a game version, a launch version, and then an improved version. It'd be kind of interesting <laughs> to see what the differences <laughs> would be. But uh, personally, I think the best game in Wii U is Smash 4. Um, if, if you're gonna gonna have a Wii U, you gotta have Smash 4. It's I think the best Smash Bros, hands down, Nintendo's ever made. There are so many characters, so many stages, so much um, in that game to do. It's balanced. It's, uh, it's. I think it's just the best Smash Bros and multi- local multiplayer game that you can play. And there's online modes that works um, fine too as well. You could even voice chat in the lobby with friends, which was nice. Most Wii U games didn't have anything voice chat. Um, but yeah, um, that, that's why I think best game is. Rob, what's your opinion? I'm actually going to go with one that we just mentioned, Mario Maker. Um, also because I think it was such a... It's kind of, like you said, Nathan, capitalist, it takes in that idea that um, all these people, you know, had these ideas for Mario levels in their minds when they were kids growing up. We played all these different Mario games, and now we can actually make them in both the classic styles and even some of the newer styles. It basically yeah. takes all the Mario games from the past and puts them into one and says, do what you want with all this stuff. And all the different skins was awesome. <laughs> and, like, even if you go on Twitch, more often than not, Mario Maker is in the top 20 uh, highest viewed sure. um, games currently. There's and crazy levels. <laughs> and there's so many crazy levels, and there's so many people who are just absolutely crazy at these levels. Yeah, it, um, even when, you know, we played it and, you know, some of the levels that people suggested, we, we struggled with some of them, and some of them were really <laughs> good. And the one, the jumping one, oh, that was so... <laughs> Oh, yeah, the, like, timing, <laughs> like, or the, the well, sprint get, and jump. You get and so much like... joy from seeing other people play your levels. Like, it's kind yeah. of this weird feeling that I'd never had playing a video game before. Like, it, when you design a level and put me, a lot of time, yeah. and you watch someone play, you make makes you so happy, which is why I think it was so popular on Twitch. People say, oh, check out my level, and you watch, like, a streamer you know, you know, play your, play level. your level. It's awesome. Yeah, and it made me realize yeah. how hard it is to make video games fair and balanced and stuff like that like i would make a a level yeah i would make a level and be like oh this level's pretty easy and then i'd have someone play it and they'd die like four or five times or something like that and i'm like oh wow this is actually a lot harder than i thought it was yeah the the essence of play testing and good game design uh definitely makes you appreciate it if you uh yeah it was just like i mean maybe not necessarily the greatest in the sense of like you know smash 4 was great in the gameplay and splatoon is great in the you know splatoon and smash 4 are both great in the multiplayer and that sort of thing but in the sense that it gave you that opportunity to be creative 
and share that with people and have them try out your creativity and kind of, you know, test play your stuff. So it gives you that inside look at video games and yeah. creation and all that stuff. So I think that's probably the best game on the Wii U. Yeah. Awesome. It's a great game as well. All right. Well, as always, shout out to Breath of the Wild. <laughs> it's going to be the, the last game, game released on the Wii U, but it will be the future best game. On Wii U. That's, that's what I'm going to say right now. Uh, um, it's great that Nintendo is putting it out on the same day on Wii U as Switch. I'm, I'm really interested to see where the the Wii U version, how much that sells compared to the Switch version in yeah. like the first month. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Which I'm one sure will sell more? Eventually the Switch version will sell more for sure. But do you think the Switch one will sell more in the first month too? <sighs> I don't know. I'm buying a Switch for to get Breath of the Wild and I already so have I'm a saying, Wii U. So half of the Wii U know. owners are getting the Switch at launch probably. Yeah. And then so many more people on top of that will be getting it. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. It'll be interesting. But it's great Nintendo's putting out on Wii U. Wanted to give a shout out to that. Yep. Um, so we always like to end with what we're playing this week. As for me, like I mentioned, I've been playing uh, mostly Fire Emblem Heroes this week. Been uh, digging in that. Uh, obviously I've now slowed down since I've gotten so far into the game. But uh, <laughs> Um, do want to give a shout out to the GameCube. I played a lot of uh, GameCube this weekend. I had a snow day yesterday, so I had a friend over and uh, we were uh, playing lots of Donkey Konga, trying to unlock all the different songs <laughs> in Gorilla Mode. And it's so fun doing the duet mode because it kind of breaks the song up between the two people and you follow <laughs> each other's beats. So been having a lot of fun with that. And then um, we actually played some more Double Dash. We went through the All Tour Grand Prix, which I think Double Dash is the only marker to do that, where <laughs> you have to play through mm. every single level in the game in one giant grand prix so it's like 16 courses long it wow. takes like <laughs> it takes like over an hour um but but we did that too and um it's a lot of fun i i really wish a nintendo would bring an element from double dash back into uh like uh the new ones like if maybe you just do like battle mode with double dash cards or something i think that would be really cool to bring that team up mechanic there's back. item switching in deluxe yeah well yeah you get two <laughs> items right yeah you can like and i think you can switch one. back and forth between oh. them so that's cool. Well, that will make things more crazy because yeah. <laughs> that means there's more items. Yeah. Um, I know. I know they are bringing back Bomb on Blast, which was in uh, in Double Dash started in Battle there. Mode. Yeah. 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 Um, but Rob, what about you? All right. So um, I've been continuing the saga of working my way through the alphabet of my Steam library, and um, I realized earlier this last week that I hadn't install or i hadn't added all of my humble bundle or like you know sales and all that stuff games into my library even though i knew about them and so i actually you'll notice that if you're if you can do the alphabet i went backwards because <laughs> <laughs> um, i played age of empires 2 last week and actually there's a game that comes before that in the alphabet called agatha christie the abc um it's Aga, it Agatha sounds very Christ, like the Agatha it sounds like, the ABC murders. Okay. It sounds a lot like um, Nathan's alphabet, uh, uh, crunch snack. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course, and okay, the cereal. Um, it sounds a lot like uh, uh, Nathan's uh, Nancy Drew games, um, <laughs> although it does star a guy. But and it is designed kind of. It is, is the guy very, named Agatha does Christie. Does it not star Agatha? No, it doesn't actually. It stars a guy. His name is uh, Harry Parola or Paroli. I don't know. That is very it's misleading. based off of books. Wow. Yeah. He's like a he's French, and so I haven't actually seen an Agatha Christie, so I'm not sure where that comes from. Which I'm sort of disappointed <laughs> in. Maybe it's the, the murderer. The I hope it's the murderer. Maybe. Anyways, what? Yeah, what yeah, maybe. But it's 
it's basically kind of like a combo of Sherlock Holmes and puzzle games. So you're kind of wandering around an area and, you know, looking at the crime scene and getting clues and okay. interviewing witnesses and kind of, you know, putting the whole scene together. And then at the end of the, the crime scene and after you've done all the interviews and everything, you get a, a scene where it basically shows you what happened. You get to determine whether the attacker did this or this. You know? this like and they don't show you who the attacker is. It is uh, not quite 2D. It's like uh, the fake uh, 3D kind of, Um, sort of like in the the lines of like uh, the a lot of DS games. Um, It looks like a DS game, and when I looked it up, it actually is a DS game. So (laughs) it is in that same style, and so it's super fun. It's really simplistic. It's not. It doesn't seem like it's going to be very long. I mean, already I've only maybe an hour and i think i'm already 45 50 percent of the way through the game nice. so um but i've also been playing uh age of empires 2 again and age of empires 3 just kind of continuing on and i'm finding that uh age of empires 3 just every time i get into it i have to relearn how to play it it's just not very intuitive and mm. or as intuitive as the last one and it's not as Did fun you just but... play too much of age of age of empires 2 <laughs> i think the second one is the best <laughs> yeah. i see if i you know we talked you, t- you mentioned how many hours you put into age of M- or into uh smash. um smash I'm pretty sure I put that many hours into Age of Empires 2 in the last year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've beaten the campaign a couple, all, all the campaigns a couple of times, and I'm actually going back through. And I actually have most of the newer DLC on a, for Age of Empires 2 now that came out on Steam. Um, there's three new DLC ones, and so I'm playing through those as well. And so, I don't know, I've probably put seven or 800 hours into Age wow, of Empires 2. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it is probably because I'm so used to Age of Empires 2 that Age of Empires 3 is just weird to me. Yeah, yeah, cool. That, uh, that Agatha Christie game sounds kind of fun. It sounds kind of like Nancy Drew, so... <laughs> it's I'm, actually I'm interesting. <laughs> it's actually super interesting. I think you would like it, Nathan. I, I probably would have fun with it. Um... Let's see. What have I been playing? Uh, I played. I went back and started playing Far Cry again. Far Cry Four. Uh, this last week, I was itching for a kind of open world game where I kind of run around and do whatever. And so it's pretty relaxing, right? Yeah, a very relaxing. Um, it's just there's so many different things to do in that game, like all the different vehicles you can drive around, and then um, there's all the different outposts that you can kind of take over and you can do that kind of either stealthily or guns blazing or kind of a combination of both, which is always fun. Um, I ran around and set a bunch of drug fields on fire wow. a couple nights ago. <laughs> so that was great. Good, good. Um, so I've been playing that and I also have been playing Mario Kart eight. Um, I played a little bit this last weekend and I was playing again last night. Uh, that game, maybe cause I'm getting excited for the deluxe version, but that game is still just super beautiful to me. And a ton of fun. Like, all the different variety with the different tracks and stuff like that, especially with the DLC added. F-Zero tracks. F-Zero tracks. Yeah. Yeah. I liked, um, what was the first one that came out? Mute City. Mute City. Mute City was a really, really great track. I didn't, like, all the boost pads. quite as much. Maybe that's because I didn't play as much, but, yeah. Such a good game. So I've been playing that as well. And But I haven't played too much besides that. Good. All right, well, um, hopefully uh, we, we get some time these last couple of weeks before the Switch comes out to continue playing our Wii U's, give them some uh, uh, attention before uh, we move on to the Nintendo Switch and uh, move on <laughs> from our, our dear old Wii U. But uh, 
Do I like say gonna play Smash Brothers, dude? Yeah. <laughs> the Wii U is a console that uh, I think we'll we'll still remember fondly yes. for sure. So, um, our next two episodes, we got some fun stuff planned for you guys. Hopefully, we're gonna have a um, a new guest here on the show for you, and then uh, for our Valentine's Day episode next week, we will be talking about some of our favorite video game couples. So be sure to tune in next week. And as always, you can find us on iTunes or on Spreaker.com. If you can't catch the show live, I want to give a shout-out to Matt here, uh, tuning in live to the show. It's always more fun when you guys are um, interacting with us live as we broadcast. So uh, today we're going to leave you with the Calamari Incantation song from Splatoon. And until next week, have a good day.